Howdy, and welcome to this week's episode of Beers with Engineers, a podcast by Engineering Dads, where if it looks stupid but it works, then it's not stupid. This episode, James becomes the Grim Reaper as he asks the boys what is more likely to kill them. Not depressing at all. Like the lack of paperwork from any police action movie, Paddy's pitch this week takes a new meaning to the word unrealistic. And Sean wants to know which exclusive places and experiences the boys wish they could go to. To see more Engineering Dads content like this, head to our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok and our link above to see our other projects. Let's crack on. Ready, set, crack. I'm not cracking anything, mine's already poured. Oh, good man. Come on, Patty. today would be nice. <laughs> oh, jeez. You woke up and chose <laughs> violence today, James. Who hurt you? <laughs> Oh, it's the end of the week. The long weekend started. I'm taking the day off early. You know, I'm, I'm tired and I've had enough. But Sean, you look like your energy and your gutter levels are through the roof. Can you kick us off with some interesting oh, mate. shenanigans? Well, like, I don't know. My gusto was a bit lower, but I've just been like, like winding myself up, I guess. And I've just been thinking about like lockdowns now ending, right? For Australia, we're getting out, we're going places. And I'm actually looking at places to move, oh, to not move, but to go overseas and travel. And so, like, a thought crossed my mind earlier today was if you had any opportunity to get behind-the-scenes access to something, something big, something that most people shouldn't be able to see and really learn something, where would you go? And so, for example, the first thing that popped in my mind was the Burn Super Collider, right? Like, the, the several like kilometer-long um, scientific equipment that crosses, like, two or three borders because it's so big and was useful for proving relativity like that seems so cool to me like this super super <laughs> overpriced uh piece of scientific equipment i think that's kind of useful but i'll throw it back to you boys if you could go someplace and get like behind the scenes access and it doesn't have to be sciencey where would you go and what would you do area 51 <laughs> because what the hell is behind uh, area 51 classic Nah, um good shout. i mean for me very good for shout. me, this is more of a historical thing, right? I want to go to where Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking studied. I want to see, you know, the particle accelerators and everything that were used in their research labs. I want to be there with the expensive bits of kit. I want to do the experiments they did or have someone walk me through them. And I just want to be able to be in their shoes for at least a day or two to understand, you know, having that approach to physics, being able to understand it. Because like, you know, physics was never my favorite thing in school. I never wanted to be an engineer when I was when I was growing up. I was like, oh yeah, I want to do sports. I want to do this. I'm like, you know what? I like making things. And then I was, so that was like, I wish I did physics to learn more of this stuff. So I want to actually experience that firsthand, what it's like to practice physics like they did. Nice. That's a good shout. I think I would love to visit the office of uh, Mary Curie as well as the, the room that... Um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Nikola Tesla was in where he was just reading a book in Sparks where he developed this, the Tesla generators, that famous photo. I'd love to be in that office. How about you, Pads? Where would you go and what would you do? All right. Okay, so from this, I'm kind of thinking th- places where we're just not allowed to go. And for some reason, I'm thinking of the Coca-Cola vault. <laughs> okay. I've heard this. Nice. Amatel Coca-Cola vault, yeah. Yeah, like there's a vault where they keep, you know, it's like the, the, the secret recipe and i was like i want to know that recipe because i'll make a copy of that <laughs> but i was also thinking it's like oh another, a really dark one if you do is go to um just just go to north korea i think you yeah i think you already can i guess like you, you got, well okay so like with li- unlimited access mm. like just go everywhere 
so basically, I'm asking him to be best buddies with the with the uh, the man in charge. Forget his name, <laughs> Kim Jong Un or Il, one of the two. Yeah, yeah I mean, I same want, shit. Apparently, I don't, I don't want to say he's he's really into the NBA. So a lot of NBA players have travelled and visited and like met him. Um, in North Korea. So that's an opportunity. You're tall enough, Patty. You just need to get a good I could, enough NBA. I, I could pass as a very short NBA player. So true, I true. think, yeah. So you never know. I could be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm, De- I'm Dennis Robbins, uh, long lost brother. <laughs> yeah. You're like this nephew of Bogut. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That'll work. Jeez. Oh, very, very, very red hot. Boys. Another place I'd love to, like, thing I'd like to see that's scientific is the Aurora Australis, but see it from, like, space or a satellite. Oh, dude. Dude, yeah, right? Like, like why are we saying stay on Earth? You're right. That's a really good point. S- see it from space. Space elevator to see the Aurora Australis. Take us up there. Yeah. How good would that be? Could you see it from space? Yeah, there's actually a photo of it the other day. I saw, I saw someone post it. Oh, I thought the, the whole point of it was is because it's at a certain light from our like earth level but if you go up top it's like you see it's from like a different angle it might not be as bright yeah it might be because there's a lack of like the ozone layer so the light coming through the infrared light is is dancing through um a low a thinner atmosphere which happens on the two poles which makes sense patty might be right you might not be able to see it from space I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not confirmed on that. That's just a... Yeah. I'll send you guys a photo of it the other day. It's literally posted the other day on online. That's, that's actually what gave me the idea and it looked beautiful. I do have one place I do want to go because it's the one island that still hasn't been overrun by modern society. It's called North Centennial, North Centennial Island. It's off the coast of... Uh, it's like technically it's a it's governed by India and they still you know they still live society as the you know like the Amazonians and mm. and basically like South Americans did you know back in like maybe two hundred three hundred years ago like still very much oh is this the island which you're not allowed to land on yes because people will die so I think <laughs> the best way to go there is like hi I'm a docu- I'm a documentary crew or something like that or. <laughs> Yes, yes, because a, a primitive civilization, let's use primitive and things, would understand David Attenborough and documentaries so well. They'd be, ah, oh, it's all right. He's a, he's a nice I mean, English chap. Cle- clearly, the chief has clearly the chief of this village has seen Animal Planet multiple times. He, he lo- he's a massive fan of Shark Week. Like <laughs> he, he's uh, he, he he's gonna love it. He's gonna love it. Shark Week. Oh, no, God, but I, I I mainly just want to see this because I will I would love just to see the insights of mm. of, of, of of society of, of that type of society. I think it'll be fascinating. I think yeah that that one's actually kind of terrifying too because they said that one of the reasons why you can't visit that place is because if you visit, not only is it a threat to your life, there's a chance that you could just wipe out the entire population. Several times yeah, oh, that yeah. civilization yeah. have come and just given them the the like the sneeze, the flu, and their their immunity is so far behind ours, it has mm-hmm. not. It would just mm-hmm. kill them straight out. It would be like a hundred percent fatality. I, I'm actually. I'm now going to Google North Centennial Island COVID. I want to see what's going on there. Yeah, they they're, they're isolated. <laughs> no vax, no problem. They're fine. Um, what about you, Sean? You you haven't mentioned another one since. I'm sure you got heaps more to oh, to go on with. They're, they're, I mean, as you probably know, I'm a big like 
a space guy and I loved flying. Like as a kid, I wanted to be a pilot to the point where I actually got a pilot's license. But seeing things in flight, really impressive for me. So for me, one of the things I would love to watch is a heavy, the, the Tesla Heavy Falcon rocket, the SpaceX, sorry, not Tesla, the SpaceX Heavy Falcon take off from, was it, uh, I forgot the name of the, the point in Florida, wherever it is, where it takes off and then the boosters return. And then, like, the heavy Falcon rocket lands on a boat on the other side of the planet, which is called, like, Bodie McBoatface or something. Like, it's, it's really, really dumb. But watching this several hundred million dollar piece of technology fly off to space, deliver goods, and then return, like a FedEx delivery driver, I think would be amazing. For me, that's, like, the pinnacle of, of technology at the moment. So, so to, to be witness and not need to watch it through YouTube... That would be a dream of mine. So that and then maybe like the Smithsonian because the Smithsonian, I think we don't give enough credit for. I think museums, uh, museums are damn cool. They have like behind behind the rope access at the Smithsonian. Oh, mm. Red hot. Yeah, you learn you learn so many things at those museums as well because, you know, you have the luxury of having that plaque and it just describes everything that happens at those museums. You know, you ever go to museums with someone that's just like, oh, come on, let's just move on to the next thing. You're just like, no, I'm literally reading the plaque. Like, this is how you learn things. This is how you get smarter. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> you have a few of them. You know, one thing I'd really love to see that I've... You guys have been to Europe, yeah? Yeah. Did you stop at Dubai on the way to Europe? I did not, no. I stopped at Doha in Qatar. Okay. One thing I want to see is the Dubai Water Fountain. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but they they show like specific water shows there. And what they do is they spray water up to 900 feet, <coughs> fuck the imperial system, from the ground. And they create like these really cool water shows. And it's like an abstract art, but using water fountains. What I find really interesting with this is with water, when you're using a spray pistol or something, it just loses pressure as it's like approaching hmm. the sky through the atmosphere. So just watching them time it so well to create this funny show or this fascinating show is really, really cool. I just want to be there and see that happen and also speak to the engineers who made that and learn about their very inefficient system. <laughs> Maybe that's something that we could do as well. Um, I mean, this is a safety equipment that they use in the Sydney road tunnels. So one of the tunnels, which is really, really long and is one direction, um, one of the things they do is if you drive down that track the wrong way, you can't turn around. So what they do is as you kind of enter from the exit, they have water that drops down from 30 meters and then a, a light comes through. It says, stop, stop. So for you to go into that tunnel, you've got to floor it through like, I don't know how much water that exactly is, but it's significant enough to be like, Oh, you're going down the wrong way. I wonder if we could take that technology of a instant waterfall and make our own like outdoor theater, like a, a movie theater where it's got instant water screen and then the, the image comes through the water as it falls down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like light refracting in such a way that it comes off the different shades of water or the different, um, you know, prisms of water. Mm. I think it would be a really good water feature in the front of the house that we could build and we'd just call it like the lady in the lake or the, like the <laughs> the mystical woman or something, you know, like the the one that have in Niagara Falls. That'd be kind of scary as well though. You could really freak someone out with that. You just have your waterfall in the backyard <laughs> and then someone walks past and is like, dude, I literally just saw a woman in your waterfall and you're just like, 
<laughs> Come on, dude. Oh, you're crazy. Dude. And you're just upstairs. Yeah, we're we're taking we're taking the spook we're taking the spook mirror and we're scaling it up here because like you're sitting in your back room. You got it on your control on your phone. Yeah. And you're going. <laughs> we well, you can, scaring the You could do it too, so it would only turn on when it detects one set of eyes. So if two sets of eyes are detected, it would turn off, so only one person would see it at a time. So people are like, dude, do you see that? And everyone looks and it just turns off. It's like, see what? I see nothing. That would be so cool. We're, you're really going to send someone insane here. Yeah. I like it. Yes. That almost sounds like the uh, the doll from Squ- from the Netflix show Squid Game. I haven't watched it. Apparently, it's a good TV show. Oh. No, well, there's like a there's a there's a they're playing like they're playing a very violent game, a red light, green light. This isn't the spoiler. This isn't the trailer, so it's mm. all good. Yeah, but there's like but the, the the camera eyes for this doll that kind of like spots people. It's it moves at it moves at a rate that I think is unscientific. However, you know this is this is from someone that doesn't study science. So who knows? Um, uh, I think it was, the, I think it was pretty legit. The, you could easily make that, and it's terrifying. Yeah, the really? movement seems pretty quick. Like that seems within realm of normality. Yeah, right. we could build that if we wanted to. The, we shouldn't. Basically, <laughs> we, shouldn't. we shouldn't. However, we, we shouldn't. could. <laughs> we could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What scares me is like as as the person moves, it detects obviously, like you said, Patty, detects their movement, and all these pistols are in the wall, and it like realigns and shoots that specific person. And what scares me is that's really like, not I'm not gonna say easy, but it's really realistic to make that. That is scary. We should do like an episode on that for the next uh next movie we do or something. Do like an mm. episode of that. Yeah, yeah, I'll be down for that. Um. Uh, I do have one more also just a bit of a, you know, talking about COVID and talking about uh, the uh, the North Centennial Island. Ten people from the island got COVID. Oh, really? I, I don't know. They're, they're saying an island in the, what is it? The North Adanan Sea? No, the... Uh, Sorry, I'm trying to Adana, Adriatic or They're saying they're saying North Centennial Island, then there's some article saying the like an a remote island in the Adam one of the Andaman Islands. Okay, so it might so, not be the exact one. But it is still a remote island, so it's still a bit Yeah. A bit it's, hot. it's not nice, um, because there's no healthcare. But yeah, like maybe it's not the right one. But yeah, fingers crossed they don't I, and they're safe. I also I know what I wanted I know what I actually want to go to. That is sort of Engineering based, right? Shoot, all access past a Formula One. Ooh, whoa, dude! So I can, so I can literally, so I can go everywhere, look at every single engine. That would be amazing, mm. dude. This was literally my next one. Is was talking about the Grand Prix because that's I'm going there next year. I was literally going to say mm. go to like an F1 exhibition. That's awesome. Um, I had another one as well, probably my last one, and. The only, like, I don't want to see it from the energy generation point of view, but I want to go to a nuclear plant, not a power plant, but just the idea of seeing the technology can actually break an atom from, I'm not a chemist, I'm a chemical engineer, very different, let's just clear, but to actually see the technology that can do that firsthand and know that there's so much potential in nuclear reactors, that's insane, I would love to see that, like, nuclear medicine is one of my favorite topics in the nuclear realm, and... When we have brave fuse in that, that's going to be the best. Just seeing the scale of it well, would be amazing. Like, so you can still do like tours of Ansto. Obviously, not now with current restrictions. But like, I did a tour of Ansto. And gentlemen, um, just quick question: What color is nuclear radiation? <sighs> I don't know. Yellow, so yellow, you have, you, green. No, you've you've got a couple of different different colors, it's, buddy. It depends if there's like alpha, gray, gamma rays. It's blue. 
And so if yeah, you so and Roy G. Biv. Yeah, it's weird because like historically we think it's green. Oh, radiation green. All the signs are green. But if you actually go to a plant, this is what I saw at the Ansel Medical Research Facility, which is Australia's only nuclear facility, not generation, but medical only. You can have a live camera of the pool that the nuclear radiation and the rods sit in. And it is incredible to see how crystally clear blue this 40-meter pool is. It looks like this beautiful diving pipe, except if you get in there, it's bloody hot and you die. But besides that, it also provides a lot of like uh, um, isotopes and high-speed projectiles that we use for medical research. But that is something that you could only find when actually going to a nuclear research facility, and ANSO does provide that opportunity. So we could probably do that mm. one. I mean, ANSO, I, I've been at ANSO as well. I didn't. I found it interesting, but like the scale of ANSO isn't as big as somewhere like CERN, which is in Europe. Like it's an 89 foot. It is insane, the size of this reactor. Like it's like comparing an ant to like, I don't know, the size of a truck or a size of like a train. Yeah. It looks so cool. Wait, did you say CERN as in like the super collider? Yeah, the European Organization for Nuclear Research, the one near Geneva. Yeah, it's a super collider. <laughs> That's the super collider. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the what's it called, like the Hadron Collider or something. The yeah, Higgs boson, God's particle, they called it when mm. when Christianity was um the the ruler of the world. Anywho, yeah, absolutely. No, I I think it's a good call. I swear that was in like the Angel and Demon series or something. It like was. That. They uh, stole an yeah. isotope that required a certain rah rah rah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, it's not that true. But anyways, <laughs> because it's God's particle. Yeah. Yeah, the irony. Okay, well, that's that was my topic. If you could go someplace and do something, where would you go? And absolutely love those responses, gentlemen. Thank you very much for answering that question for me. Yeah, people listening, send send your responses in. We'd love to know. Yeah, call on the text line. one three hundred. Here is my number. <laughs> one 300 beers Yeah. Uh, I think believe uh, James, you wanted to t- discuss something. Now, boys, there's a lot of ways to die, but there's also a lot of dumb ways to die. And some might not seem as obvious as other. So, I got a couple of, you know, questions for you guys. And I want you guys to think of what would kill you more so. So, I'll throw you guys one and we can come back with with a few others later. Do you guys think if you had 100 volts of electricity go through you, is the likelihood more or less than if you were to fall in water that's aerated? Wait, so we say the second one again, aerated water? Yeah, if you were to fall into aerated water, what's what's gonna what's has more likelihood of killing you? Hundred volts of electricity or falling into aerated water? Aerated water. Are you saying that I've been struck by a hundred volts of electricity and now I'm diving into aerated water because you know, I'm just I'll just because At that I'm point it's just pain. My Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Patty's just a masochist. <laughs> I thought I was the one who was meant to bring these massive stretches into fruition. Well, it depends how high you're jumping into the water. What do you mean by aerated water? Because I don't know the difference between nor- like normal ocean water and aerated water. I-, I can feel this one. Aerated water is when you pump air into it. So it has like, uh, it's quite... Uh, it's heavier. What's the word? Turbulent. So it's moving around. So it's it's a way to move things. Uh, it-, it was useful for like quicksand. So quicksand is also like aerated sand where you pump air through it or air comes through and it changes the actual like, turbulence of it. And that's why it moves like a liquid, even though it's a solid. Aerated water is just pumping air through it. And I... And I need to select which one am I more more likely to survive? Yeah, or die from? Either one. The more, either yeah. I mean, I'll take my chances with the with the water. 
<laughs> okay, so 100 volts of electricity is a lot. It could kill you, but with CPR and someone close by, you probably survive. Some people have been lucky to have 100 volts go through them and not die. They just sustain burns and, you know, cardiac arrhythmias for a sustained amount of time. Aerated water, it's a funny one, right? You think, oh, it's just water. I know how to... Patty, you're a water player. player. You know how to, to do the egg beating. You know how to tread water. You know how to swim. You'd be like, fuck that. I know how to get through it. You'd oh, be surprised that like <laughs> falling into aerated water and trying to like survive in it is like the feeling of like when a wave catches you and you go under like a seven foot white water and you can't get out of it. You're out of control. And effectively, it's the same principle, right? Because that water is spinning so much, it's creating that turbulence as was mentioned and it's also generating air. That's one of the ways they actually produce aerated water is they get blades and they spin it really, really quickly and what the water does is it catches aerosol particles, goes back in and aerates it. Now, when you get that high concentration of oxygen or that high concentration of air, the water actually loses its density. So, the reason you actually float in water is because you're buoyant in it. That's because the density of you is less than the density in water and you can float on it. When you aerate the water, that density goes so low that you would just sink, no matter how good of a swimmer you are, which feels weird. Think You think, no way, surely I can tread my way out of it. Mm. And it was it was pretty funny. I remember back in school, we did a tour of a water treatment plant, um, like a council water treatment plant, and we had to wear hard hats, and someone dropped their hard hat into an aeration tank because they do water treatment plants. And it's like, no, I need to get that. And they're like, they're just like, they stop right there. And you just see this hard hat just sink to the bottom, just like get engulfed by this like shitty water. And... It was like the scariest thing. It was like that scene in Lord of the Rings where Frodo's going into the mines of Moria and he gets like attacked by the, the Loch Ness monster <laughs> looking thing. It just succumbed him. And yeah. And, Mate, it's a scary ever since you watch that hard hat sink, you're like, yeah, I wanna work in I wanna work in the water industry. This is cool. <laughs> I wanna be like, kid, don't jump in. <laughs> yeah, I wanna be the one who goes up to the kid on the tour and just goes do not throw your hard hat in the water. Yeah, don't, don't do you're that. Not, you're not going to see that again. Have to give you a receipt for and that. And even then, even, even if you could retrieve that, I don't think you want to wear a shitty hat. Yeah. Also, 100 volts isn't that much. Like, um, a great example was Westinghouse. Um, Westinghouse and Nikola Tesla were kind of fighting Edison, and they were having this big war about DC and AC. And to prove that AC power was dangerous, he um, Edison killed an elephant with several thousand volts. Um, and yeah, okay, it's, it's a lot, much larger animal, but like 100 volts isn't that much. And if you're wearing like rubber shoes, the chance that it'll actually connect and go into the ground, which would kill you, is quite low. And even that, it'll go around the outside of your skin. So to penetrate inside your body with that much voltage, it's it's likely to cause like a spasm, but unlikely to kill you. But the aerated water fountain sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100 volts was a bit conservative. You go a bit above that, like even a thousand, you might not die. But it's funny because that that factor between 100 and a thousand actually doesn't change that much. Whereas people have died at 42 volts of electricity before. Just depends on how unlucky you are at the time and how well your heart reacts to it. Yeah, 10,000 volts gone. That's I'm, what would absolutely. Wait, no, hold on. A taser's 50,000 50 kilovolts, 50,000 volts. That's a taser, a non-lethal weapon. Low voltage. 50,000 volts. We're talking about... The thing is, we're not talking about current. It's a combination of voltage and current that'll kill you. Anyways, that's um that's one point. So, let's let's move on to the next one. James, what's the next question you got? Uh, okay, this one's a little bit less technical and a bit of a discussion point. What do you think is going to kill you more? Having a truck roll over your back leg or getting shot by a pistol in the shoulder? Oh, interesting. 
it depends how quickly you can respond to them. If a truck rolls over your back legs, they're gone, and you've crushed your arteries, the actual blood loss could be quite dr- drastic to, to heal. Where, Shot to the shoulder? Where in the back of the legs? Are we talking, you know, bottom bottom of the legs or, you know, femurs? This is really dark. These are really grim questions, James. Just want you to know be- that. Because, <laughs> as, because the, the, th- the thing... They're very, they're very grim. They're, they're very grim. grim. Be- <laughs> but this is the thing, right? Sean, as engineers, we have to take this into consideration when we work as engineers is what are the risks and what are the safety measures <laughs> that come into there's it? No, What's going to kill you? There's no part of my job where I'm like... All right, I've got co-workers on the site. Do I either shoot them in the shoulder or put them under a truck? There's no, there's no mm. part of my job where that comes into play. If that's the, 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 ult- I think, the, I think the, the ultimate being, Sophie's choice. <laughs> I think the point being is, as engineers, you deal with some fucked up risks. Yeah. No one's going to get shot unless someone breaks into like your nuclear power plant and shoots you. But you deal with some fucked up risks. And the truck one's more. It's, it's always interesting to think of what's going to kill you more likely. Yeah. Um, the thing with like getting shot in the shoulder right it's if you get shot in the shoulder there's like specific like nerves veins and arteries that if they're knocked would kill you and like you said if you don't respond quick enough Mm. you're gone so let's assume the same response time here look i i I think it's a very close call i knew someone who had a steamroller roll over their leg and they died like four or five times and got revived like because like you said you you loot like that blood loss is so significant the major damage to the arteries and the organs is also significant. Mm. The shock to the body is significant. Yeah, it's terrible. It's not. It's not. It's not even the. Uh, yeah, the shock itself, like by breaking a femur, can kill you. Yeah, the, the nerves there would be so painful. Your body would just might shut down on its own. Yeah, I think that the idea of like if you got shot in the shoulder and you had someone around you to help, right? A shot to the shoulder either goes into your shoulder and then come out. So it's got two holes. And you can cover that up, wrap that shirt up. If you lose both your legs, that's a handful to, to like try and stop that bleeding, to minimize, to get them to the hospital. I reckon, I generally think if you crush your legs, that's probably going to kill you faster than a shot to the shoulder. Both are non-lethal technically, yeah. but the, the, the chance of you surviving is high, I think, with a shoulder shot. Again, I don't know. I haven't yeah, been I'd shot. I'd agree. I'm talking shit here. <laughs> no, what, what are you talking about, Sean? Your gangster life always rolls over into your engineering life. Oh, yeah. Being a Filipino gangster. <clears throat> Pablo Shorno. Yep. Pablo Shorno. Grow a moustache. Get some tattoos, Sean. Yeah. Shave your head. I would believe you're a gangster. I'd be shit scared of you. What? The best pun was there. Pablo Shonskaba. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Sorry. I am a... <laughs> I am a gangster named after a Mexican whose name is originally Irish. No, this doesn't make sense, boys. (laughs) 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 Okay, I have one last one. I can save it to the end. I'll tell it now. Ah, What would you boys rather? Just shoot. Okay. (laughs) Don't don't shoot us in the shoulder, but shoot. (laughs) Yeah, don't steamroll me. (laughs) (laughs) Back off, sister. (laughs) Go, Go ahead. Okay, well, we, we've talked about the um, the engineering deaths. We've talked about the, the lethal deaths of murder. Now let's talk about animals, right? Death. Would you die oh, by getting... This is so fucking grim, James. <laughs> That's what you don't know. By getting... Would you... <laughs> what, what, what's more likely to kill you? Getting bitten by a brown snake or getting bitten by a bull shark? Brown snake, for sure. Yeah, brown snake. Brown snake, for sure. It's like the second most deadliest snake in the world. Yeah, don't fuck wait, around what, with brown snakes. Wait, snake. what did you say? Did you say a bull shark? Yeah, well, they're, they're the most, like, 
Like we think that when a great white ins- just let's just let's just bring it to shark because you know great whites they don't necessarily bite they just headbutt you and like drive into you and attack you. Um, they just like. Have you not watched Jaws one, two, or three? Because <laughs> that is a documentary which I would recommend watching. <laughs> yeah, the bull sharks just like to take that munch straight away. Anywho, I you guys both saying brown snake? Absolutely brown snake. I That's fucking both of you. scary. Yeah. Hmm. Nah, man. What? Nah. I reckon shark. No way. Yeah, so the thing... Okay, the thing with getting bitten by snakes, right? When they bite you... And I've done my research, bro. I've done my research. So that's just a teaser for our next podcast. Um, Anywho, when a brown snake bites you, what it does is the venom actually goes into your lymphatic system. But what speeds up the venom spreading is how much you move around. Now, you know, tens of thousands of years ago when the aboriginals used to like live in forests and whatnot, when they got bitten by any venomous snake... Their cure for that was they would tell them to sit under a tree for three days and then they'd be cured. Some of the time that would work because what happens is the lymphatic system um, doesn't accumulate all of that venom and eventually the venom, the venom's half-life ends up fading away. So a reason a lot of so people die from brown snakes is a classic example. There was a guy who was riding his bike, I think, in Europe. He didn't know he got bitten by a brown snake because the funny thing is it doesn't actually hurt that much if you're not concentrating on it. And because he was riding his bike so much, the minute he got home, he fell into cardiac arrest and died. Hmm. And that's why when you get bitten by a snake, the best thing to do is not to panic, just to sit there, get your shirt and tie a tourniquet straight away. The moment you mobilize that, you will stop the venom from spreading. And then you have enough time to get help. Don't get me wrong. You still need to act quickly. It's still going to take time. The thing with getting bitten by a shark is you're out in water, right? The amount of like blood you lose, I don't know the exact amount in liters or gallons, but it's so much that, again, we're going back into the realm of shock here. There's, there's so many things that can kill you. It's the shock. Um, it's the amount of blood you lose, um, fainting into the water, getting from the water to the beach so much. Sorry, um, the time it takes to get there. So, again, I don't know. That I could be completely wrong. That's just my educated guess based on, I guess, w- what I know behind it. Like, the, like I'm, I'm literally Googling uh, like this on the side because I'm like, oh, okay, 60% of death sna- from, deaths from snakes in Australia is the eastern brown snake. Now, the, the average shark attack, the, which is cause of fatality, is one in 3.7 million. I, I can't really get like a good metric to compare the two, but shark attacks very rarely cause death. Yeah. Um, eastern brown snakes. There hasn't been many s- snake attacks either in Australia, but sixty percent comes from this one bloody dumb snake with a really simple name. Um, yeah, not. Yeah, except what do they mean by shark attacks? Do they mean the shark actually takes a chunk out of you, or it just like drives into you and tries to bulldoze you for a bit, and then wrestles with you? Because that's when they say shark attack. Sometimes that's like a lot. Of the, of the cause uh, things with brown snake as well is when they latch onto you it's not like a quick bite so the thing with the funny thing is you know red belly black snakes are actually more venomous than brown snakes but the reason that you don't have to worry much is because when brown black black snakes take a bite it's a little nibble and they go away whereas the brown snakes attach onto you and hold on for a quite a substantial amount of time injecting all that venom in but yeah I th- 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 those are my thoughts on yeah so it's it looks like shark attacks kill one in three point seven million people. So that's it's the cause of it's like the average death. So it's actually a lot higher than I thought it was. Again, it's low. Fireworks kill eleven people, um, one in uh, three hundred forty thousand, right? Um, but snakes, brown snakes, kill one to two people per year in Australia. Wait, that shark attack is that? 
three or whatever mil- three point seven million of people who get attacked or just people of death of, as a statistic of death of how people could die. Right, it's one in three point seven million. Damn, I was gonna say I'd feel so much better about going into the water if that was the stat. Yeah, like of people who got attacked, to be like, all right, fucking come at me, shark. Yeah. You're not gonna kill me. Yeah, I have like a what is it zero point zero 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 one percent chance of survival. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the US data, so it's not exactly great comparison. Um, yeah, it looks like you're averaging thirteen down from thirteen. Wow. Okay, so 1920 without anti venom. There were 13 deaths per year from the from the brown snake. And considering the population of Australia at the time, that is a lot higher than shark attack and death. And sharks have not changed evolutionary. We have developed antibodies. We haven't developed that the shark like that shark spray that Batman has in like the the 70s Batman. So um, oh. without modern medicine, brown snakes are way more dangerous than sharks. I think I'm taking the win for that one. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm happy for you to believe. Yeah. I mean, it's a close call. It's they're both pretty fucking dangerous, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't fuck with either. Ideally, um, mate. I've seen that many brown snakes. I've had them follow me. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. There's a few in the area too. I've seen a red belly and a brown. Um. And the I remember. Sorry, just quickly. I remember this one time at work. I had to like go from like one building to another, and there was like there was only one way to get there. So I went to go through. I opened the door. And there's a spider web, and that spider web has about three funnel web spiders across a few different spider webs. And they're, as you know, one of the most dangerous spiders in Australia. I'm like, right, I guess I won't go that way then. So I went the back way, opened the door to the back door. There's a brown snake standing up in its S formation, going, just looking at me. And I'm like, fuck, won't go that way. I close the door because the thing with brown snakes, they won't attack you unless aggravated. So I'm like, I'm stuck in this building. Like, I don't know what to do. So I kept, I like kept peeking through the window to make sure the snake was gone, and it's just there because it was a hot day, and it's just chilling on the warm room, going, ah, this is so amazing. Every time I open the door, back into its S formation. I'm like, so I waited in this like room at work for like a good hour and a half until this, it finally got cold, and the brown snake was like, oh, I'm gonna go hibernate now. I'm not gonna kill this uh, this little greasy wart. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. And just my experience, boys. Anywho, Anyways, great voice enough acting. from me. Yeah. I don't know if snakes sound like that on... I thought you were voice acting yourself. Okay, that was my bad. I, I read the, the thing wrong. No, I was. I, I 100% was. Like, that's that was just me having a long testy pop. As we have a long testy pops. <laughs> Patrizio, the Patrizio Meister. Bro, the snake Patricio looked at me Escobar. dead in the eye and said, let's get it on. Like, I had to run. Damn, right. I, I thought you meant that in just like a sexual reference. I was going to say, Patty, I'm not pansexual. Come on. Yeah, that snake was just looking at James was like, hey, man, when you go to sleep tonight, can I slither in? <laughs> That's why he kept on doing the S formation. <laughs> Sexy. Okay, okay, moving on. Um, thank you, James, Patricio. for those really grim and dark questions. <laughs> um, Patty, have you got a pitch for us? I do, I do. It's a very unrealistic pitch. It will never happen, given the fact that um, numerous federal laws in multiple countries will need to change. However, I still like the idea, because I don't know if you boys remember, but back in one of the very, very first episodes, I think it was episode two, I pitched the idea of a lip balm finder, if you remember very clearly. It's uh, a terrible idea to... To find my lip balm. And I was like, oh, God damn it. And it it, it, it went down like a sack of shit. No one, boys didn't like it. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll have to rethink this one. Go back to the drawing board. 
and you know watching i, I got a new like the mom, mom and i we got that new foxtel box so we like you know we have access to a bunch of showcase shows and everything and there's one show called mayor of east town it's a really good mini series highly recommend and it's like a detective show and i'm thinking oh bro this would be so much easier if they could just track guns or bullets i was like and i'm thinking bro <laughs> they could easily do that like they could easily like they could easily just start tracking bullets. So, like, if, like, a, a, like a gun's fired or mm. something like that, like, they could track the bullet that's fired. And that will be and that'll be great for if you're, like, a police officer or in the, in the military to mm. make sure there's no unnecessary or unauthorized uh, gun violence that, you know, any any type of bullet that is fired, it's, like, monitored. It's like, okay, bullet has been fired at this location at mm. this time. So I don't I don't think this is a stupid pitch at all. I think this is kind of excellent, especially in countries where guns are legal to use on the street. Like this is this is really really like good in terms of law enforcement and people who are using guns. If every gun that got registered had to go through a process of having a tag on it, and every time it was fired, it was recorded. Mm. That would make solving shootings incredibly much more easy. easier than yeah. it is now. Yeah, like they already solve about like ninety one to ninety two percent of of murders. But, yeah, if you knew exactly where a gun was shot and who shot it, you could easily correlate the case to the incident. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, the downside is that for you would have to change multiple laws in countries, and I'm not going to say the countries, that are very hardcore into the old, you know, Mr. Gun and Mrs. Rifle. And... <laughs> <laughs> They love him. They, there's there's a couple of Dude, countries that have the same. There's a couple of countries that have the same uh, first three letters of Australia in it, and they don't like. We don't need to dance around it. We know the country. We're not going to say it, but know. it's very clear the the country you're speaking of. Yes, yes, it's uh, the older. Uh, don't don't yeah. say it. Just you continue, anyways. You know what I mean. Yeah, well, that, that was that was kind of it. But the thing is, like, you need to change like a bunch of laws. They're not going to mm. do that, so it's kind of irrelevant. Especially also the fact that there's so many guns in circulation that you can always just probably uh, the black market gun market will probably skyrocket for yeah. untagged guns, untagged bullets. For you know, so people will start using older guns or even newer, like you know, the, the, it'll be almost like the prohibition will mm. like resurfacing how people just want like those unauthorized or unlicensed guns. Mm. And so, like, that's never going to go away, man. Yeah. Like, that's the same as drugs and whatnot. Like, yeah, drugs true. get legalized, but they're still going to go on the black market. They're just not going to be as, as great. Yeah. So, like, uh, the idea that you have is really good. I like the idea of having more accountability to weapons that are fundamentally designed to kill other human beings. Like, like for example, the axe. If you kill someone with an axe, it's an axe, right? It was designed to chop wood. Kill someone with a sword, its only purpose was to kill things. Guns are only designed to kill things. Like, And so I love this idea of accountability to something that can take another person's life. And it would be good to see both military and police to have this because they could implement this. They could design systems that integrate onto the gun so you could detect exactly what time it fired, the direction it fired, where it fired from. And you could really be like, hold on, you said you were here doing this. Your gun fired over there. That's clearly not the case. The The problem isn't technical, it's social. Yeah. The social implication will never go through because they'll say, 
why would I? And the other one is economic. The US produces quite a a majority of the weapons used overseas. So if they force this on themselves, they would have to force this on all their weapons. And other countries wouldn't buy weapons if they had to have accountability attached to them. So again, a lot of wars could have been stopped if the US just stopped making guns. Mm -hmm. They could just have a trade embargo. (laughs) And they refuse to because they make way too much money. I love, I love how we agreed not to tell the country, and then Sean just comes out and goes, "Fuck it, I'm saying it." US. What other country doesn't have strict gun laws? It's one, one country. Okay, one country uses the wrong, wrong units. Uses Imperial. One country lost to the Vietnam War, and one country has, <laughs> has really bad gun control laws. I'm not going to say the name, but we're all thinking it. Yeah. No, like. Uh, Man, it, it is it is purely social, and you're gonna have that small proportion of people who'll be like, "Oh, but hang on a sec, that's an invasion of my privacy. Freedom. That's an invasion of my privacy. If you know where I shot my gun, then you knew where I were. That's my- this is the government's method of tracking us, guys. The government wants to track us, just like what we're seeing now in the world yeah. with health records and shit. I mean, if you're getting to the point where you implement a technology like this, like this is like a this is like a middle ground for gun users because they're like. Oh, the only thing stopping a good bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. It's like, yeah, fair enough. The good guys now have to declare when they shoot, though, now. They go, oh, no, we won't do that. If you could get this across, it should be great. But honestly, I think the effort to get this one across would be the same as getting guns out of the US. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, for some... And the thing is... No, yeah, go on. No, no, for, for some reason, I was thinking of the, um, the, 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 the new... That miniseries, Watchmen... Because police in that are un- are not allowed to use their weapon unless they actually phone in to the office. Like, I think I'm actually in threat here. Please release my gun from my holster. But they, it's like electronically, it's like they cannot remove it until they get the green light. Mm. So it's like something like that. It would probably be more realistic than every single civilian. Yeah. Like mm. doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm in the project I'm working on with the surf I'm doing a lot of like IoT design. The, the actual design of this project is really easy. Like mm. you, you have like detect when the gun vibrates, it distributes it over like a public cloud and then that goes to the police. Like like Sean said, it's not a technical issue. It's so actually really straightforward to do this when you get your gun registered. So mm. in terms like Patty, that's a great pitch, man, because it's actually really that, doable. When you said impossible, I, I thought you meant no, that, oh. I said I said it's impossible because of the yeah. social issues and the, and the implications <laughs> it will lead for people that say it's my Second Amendment right. Yeah, amendment means in the dictionary to change. You fucking moron. Yeah. Again, no. So it's a it's a constitutional right, which was the foundation. But again, the constitution had slavery Bruh. in it. So we could amending yeah. that out probably pretty good. Pretty good. Get get that shit out. Of no. There. So, so it gives me the right to bear arms. Clearly, we mean it gives them the right to, for everyone to have bear arms in their house. Taxidermists are rioting in their homes. Go, you misread <laughs> the constitution. <laughs> How dare you! Patty, I just want to say, like, when you get, like, wound up and you get passionate about something, you look like an eagle. <laughs> your, your, just, your arms are flailing your wingspan about a little. <laughs> and you just, <laughs> like, and I, all, I, all I imagined was, like, when you're, like, I got a ridiculous idea, it'd be, hey, man, like, I want to build an escalator that goes to heaven, stairway to heaven, and you'd start breaking it down and your face would go down. You've got some crazy ideas, man. 
please keep it up. This is why you're on the team. <laughs> your arms oh, in the air. <laughs> I feel I feel like actually since we're talking, like what about the uh, what's that um that idea you keep going on about James the uh, ele- elevator to space space elevator yeah. space elevator yeah spa- elevated elevator to the center of the earth boom <laughs> why done your arms are in the air I'm not convinced there we are oh my god it's elevated to the earth. basically Actually, in order to what's... get to get to get my point across I now need to look like the albatross from the rescuers down under like that's what I did that's what I'm going for now yeah every dude. time interesting. Yeah, that's um that movie is that Total Recall or The Fall? There's that yeah Total Recall. That's the movie where they actually like make an elevator that goes through the earth. Mm. Great movie. We, sh- we should actually do that for um our next movie review. Total Recall. Man, a lot of a lot of good ideas. There's that there's very historically like technically inaccurate, but I mean hey, look, I've got nothing on this weekend. It's a long weekend. Let's do it. <laughs> it's a long weekend. Yeah, on this okay, we'll talk about those off podcast. Clearly, we're not going to wise cross. All right, guys, those are those for the day. If you enjoy the podcast, please go subscribe to our social medias. See you, See you later. later.